0: You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. It's almost Halloween, guys. You're listening to Inside of You. <laughs> oh, Ryan is here. Yes. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for making me part of your day. I hope you're having a glorious week. Uh, please spread the word on the podcast. Uh, subscribe if you're uh, if you're here for Ken Marino and you just want to listen to Ken. Maybe you'll stick around. Subscribe. Um, that'd make me happy. You could follow us at, at Inside of You Podcast on Facebook and Instagram at, at Inside of You Pod on the Twitter, which is right here and uh, very exciting. I will be in Denver, October 30th and 31st, doing a convention with Tom Welling signing autographs. I hope you will be there in Denver, Colorado, October 30th and 31st. Join me. A big shout out! Shout out to my patrons who I couldn't do this podcast without. Uh, if you want to give to the podcast a little more, keep us afloat. Go to Patreon.com/slash Inside of You. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Um, Ryan, did you have a good week? You went to a wedding. I
1: did. I went to a wedding. Uh, Some of my friends from college got finally tied the knot. They've been together for a very long time. And did you cry? I did. You did? Yeah. During the um, the toasts, uh, the parents. Did you toast? No, I didn't toast. No, uh, but no, the parents' speeches kind of got me because it. Uh, yeah, you sort of think about time.
0: My parents, if they spoke, I'd throw up. Yeah. I'd probably throw up. I don't <laughs> think I'd last for long. Uh, great guest today, Ken Marino. You know him from, uh, he's on a show called The Other Two. Very funny guy. Wet Hot American Summer, Party Down, uh, Burning Love. He's been in so many things. You're going to recognize this guy, but he's got a lot to say, and uh, I really loved him as a guest. Um, very open, very funny. Uh, Ryan? So funny. It's one so of the fun. funniest
1: people on the planet. He is yeah.
0: really one of the funniest people on the planet. So <clears throat> without further ado, why don't we just get into it? Let's get inside of Ken Marino. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. inside of you with michael rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience you brought over some treats today i brought over some treats yeah i brought you some coffee you brought i've never had a guest bring me anything this is the truth i've never had a guest actually you're like hey can i pick you up a coffee
2: well that's surprising to me it is uh, because uh from the shows i've listened to a lot of the people well have people come over recently
0: um yes. before? We, we, uh, we, we had uh we had your good buddy Joe Latruglio, and he was here. He was here, and he didn't bring anything. He did not bring me anything. All
2: right, I'll I'll make sure to let him know.
0: You should thank you. Yeah,
2: no, I'll I'll hold that over his head forever.
0: I've had some guests here, um, really nice guests, Jennifer Love Hewitt, who she didn't bring me anything, but she's always very thoughtful. She's actually gotten me some guests before. Maybe you could do the same after. Whatever you need, I'm really? here for you. You're a full service. Uh,
2: I mean, not full service, but yeah, I, I mean, I can I can get you some guests.
0: You you can. <laughs>
2: If you'd like, I can certainly I'm sure, ask. Certainly
0: them. like that. We always like funny people here. Well, I'll, then I'll see if I can, uh, 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 you know, wrangle up some funny people. That would be good. Yeah. So your wife, explain this. You have. I have a all wife, these. Yeah. You have a wife. Yeah. You have two kids. What, what I mean that? How much explaining do you need there? I don't need more than that. Okay. But I will say that your wife—you had all these old TV guides. We're talking seventies, eighties—that you've been collecting since you were young.
2: Well, I collected them when I was young, and then they were just sitting in my mother's basement. And then she said, "Hey, get this shit out of my basement." And Your I was wife? Like, no, my my mother. Your mother
0: said, "Get this shit out of my basement."
2: Yeah. So then I said, "Well, just send it to me across the you know across country." So then she mailed you know, what were hundreds of uh, TV guides from the seventies and eighties to my home. Right. At which point my wife was like, what are these? And I said, Oh, they're TV guides from the seventies and eighties. And she said, what is this shit doing here? Get this shit out of here. So I immediately put it in a, put them in a, a a suitcase and hid them in the garage because in my head, I feel like I'm going to do something. (laughs) going to do something with them someday saying it out loud what are you going to do i sort of understand where my where uh, my wife is what were you
0: thinking of doing like what what did you think they were going to be worth something someday
2: i don't know i just collected i when i was younger i collected (laughs) mad magazines and tv guides and i always enjoyed the tv guides especially i was telling you this before like the the fall preview ones where it was like special and they were like colors uh you know like uh the whole front of it was uh all color printout because usually they were in black and white but then on the in the front where they usually do interviews it was all color printouts of uh the new shows and then in the back or in the front it was the, the shows that were returning and then in the back it was all the sh- new shows that were happening and it was great you could see like you know young you know uh, uh prepubescent, you know, Jason Bateman in a TV show that you'd never heard of. Look at these.
0: Yeah. Laverne and Shirley. You you said, you know, so you go around and you, you bring them when you see your friends, and you say, pick one.
2: Now I've been, so I thought, well, the, I, maybe the reason I've been holding on to them is to share them with friends, uh, my peers, people, my, my age or people around my age who who, appreciate them, who, who, who has, who have a nostalgic, kind of feeling about them because nowadays tv guide doesn't exist anymore not like that right you know you don't you don't you didn't look forward to getting the tv guide every week to look at it uh and look what was you know on the four channels right it's different now
0: but it was exciting
2: it was exciting i mean to me it was exciting
0: and your wife said get this shit out of here so ultimately well, you, well, you, you just get them out of my sight
2: look, my wife is wonderful she just doesn't want me collecting a, a pile of old TV guides okay, from so, 70s so, and 80s which
0: yep. y- you know makes a lot of sense. Well this also indirectly affects me. Why? Or directly affects me.
2: Why is it, how is it directly Because as affects- you can
0: look around my house, you notice I have a lot of things that I collect. Now I'm, you know, I have Fangoria magazines and I have now some TV guides. Yeah. Um yes. I have posters. So yes. I feel like if I was were, if I were married to your wife
2: well, to mo- if you were married, if you were married to anybody, be, it's, they'd, they'd be like, "It's a lot." It's a lot. But you're a single guy, and so this is the coolest house I've ever seen because it's just got like everything that you know, everything it, it has, everything you love. And there's an overlap. There's a lot of things in here that I love, and so it's like I feel like I'm in a museum.
0: Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's delightful. Well, it scares me though. Why are you it's, scared? It scares me because. You're in your early fifties. I am. You look fantastic, by the way. You look the same as as you did when I met you. We could talk about that in a minute, but I will say, it scares me that I'm 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 single. I live alone. I'm 49. This is the same conversation I had when I was 39, probably when I was early 30. But now it's kind of it's like now it's is it is it that is it really funny?
2: What's the conversation?
0: Well, the conversation is it's like you know. I'm about to hit fifty in a year. I just turned forty-nine. Yeah. What did you notice? Did you get depressed when you hit fifty? When you when was somebody you woke up in the morning and you were fifty years old? Yeah. Did, did that affect you at all? No. Did it didn't?
2: No. But you made a left turn here. You were talking about it happened when you were 49, 50. Are you talking about like when it hit you? Like because I thought we were talking about if if you got married, I don't know. Well, if or I, when I, it, you're planning, it, yes. on yes. But um, how, would would your significant other approve of this?
0: Yes, and then I st- then I say to myself, I made that left turn where I'm like, am I kidding myself? Am I actually going to ever get married, or am I going to be alone? Having oh, okay. This cool I thought shit? You were like, am it, I- it's it's both, maybe. Right. And so it does scare me, and I'm like, it never age never really scared me until I was like, wait a minute, fifty, you do think. Older,
2: I I do don't. Not- I mean, I do. I mean, I do a little bit, but I I also realize that, like, it, you know, the cliche "you're only as old as you feel" and age is just a number. Those cliches are there's there's value to them for me, in that um, somebody made up that there's you know based on the moon and the stars and the, the Earth rotating there's 365 days in the year. So, okay, that's great. And then every year that's one year and then next year is another year. And, but like none of that, who, who gives, who gives a shit? I'm just alive or I'm dead.
0: That's a really fascinating way to think about it.
2: Well, I, cause I like, I'm 50, I'm, I'm 49. I'm, 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 I'm 60. I'm 30. I feel, you know how people always say, I, I don't feel 50. I don't feel, you know, uh, like I'm, my, you know, 70 years yeah. old. I don't feel like I'm 40. Yeah. Cause How it do you feel? Cause it's a number. It means nothing. How do you feel? I feel great. I mean, things hurt, you know, I, I'm going for a, uh, a colonoscopy uh, tomorrow. I'm going for a 3d image of my heart uh, because I have high cholesterol on Thursday. Um, but like I exercise and I try to, uh, you know, uh, uh approach life in a, in a healthy way. Uh, for my mind and my body and uh, my spirit or soul. Um, But, you know, I I, I feel shitty and depressed some days and I feel great other days.
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know how many times I have to talk about this, but it's so important. If you're sitting there right now and you're stressed or you're anxious or you have a lot on your mind and you just bottle it up and you don't know what to do, it's going to come out.
1: All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with the customer service for you. And I like that.
0: Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com inside. That's rocketmoney.com inside. Rocketmoney.com inside. Colonoscopy. I will say that a lot of people say, oh my God, you gotta get a colonoscopy. I, I had a wonderful experience experience i i really did i when you had, say a wonderful I, experience i, I yeah good i show. had this drink they gave me these drinks yeah uh early evening the night mm-hmm. before yep I, I i peed out of my b hmm yeah and bp bp and uh i went to bed i woke up i mean it was it was it wasn't that intense and uh they put me to sleep and i said doc i don't do drugs but can i feel it for a few minutes Can yeah. I feel the anesthesia or yeah. whatever yeah felt great and then i woke up he said you got no polyps and i was done and that, yeah. was, and that was it so it was a great experience for me i didn't you know i got put to sleep i got to feel good well it I had a to, happy ending it had a happy ending so different I, i'm just happening. telling you you don't have to worry if you're even worried at i'm all.
2: not i had it one other time and i had the same experience except i asked i wanted to stay awake for it and look and see what they were looking at Ooh. and then he's like well we can't do that and he and he said he goes you can do like you could ask for to like twi- something called Twilight or something like that, where you're sort of in and you're sort of out. Like, you know, like right, you're, right, you're, right. you're not feeling but you it, but you're, it. Not, but you're not asleep. And I was like, yeah, I want to do that. And he's like, okay. And then I went in and they, and they gave it to me and I immediately went out and I woke up and I was done.
0: <laughs> no Twilight. No Twilight. Jeez. You know, you, you and I met years ago. We were bowling. It was all your old buddies from the state okay Um, it was tom lennon and uh everybody joe is
2: this when you for this this is
0: i was saying this is
2: the first time that we've met that that we met or is this just one of the memories of us
0: we met at around that time and maybe we met in new york briefly i met you through ballard through ballard right but we used to start hanging out because you guys used to come over and play poker at my little rent rented house and play video games you played sega
2: right and you played a lot of hockey, Sega. and at the time, you had hurt your back. Yeah, or somewhere in there, you had mm-hmm. hurt your back from playing hockey. Hockey maybe?
0: and probably sports my whole life, and a bunch yeah. of other shit.
2: And I remember that you, you, you were, you had some back issues that you were uh, dealing, suffering with.
0: with. Yeah. But I remember like you guys used to – oh, you and Sarah Silverman, just name dropping here, and Michael Ian Black and Showalter. You used to come to my house and play poker, and you used to all take my money.
2: I can't imagine that I did because I'm a terrible poker player. Terrible. i just came for the uh, the camaraderie.
0: Really? Yeah. Because they took it really seriously.
2: Mike Black took it – takes it very seriously. Joe is a good poker player. David Wayne, very yep. good. Sarah, she's a very good poker player, but she's just in it to have fun, I think. But yeah. But she's um, – uh, she's real good too. Although I
0: went to her house years ago. She invited me to play poker and I was so bad that she never invited me back. Or I just wasn't funny.
2: I, I don't think that that's it. it I, I've called her up and been like, you haven't any games late, you know, anytime soon. And she's like, Oh, I'll put one together. So I bet if you reached out and said, I want to play you got any games, I want to play. She'll try to throw something together. Now Maybe, what, I, what
0: I remember about you though, is you always had this, I don't want to say swagger but you always were confident. You always seemed really confident. And in poker? No, or in life. <laughs> in, in life, you felt I felt like Ken just is exudes this confidence. Now, what I want to know is it's something that you always had? Like if we rewind the clock back to grade school and high school, you were a confident kid? No. You weren't.
2: No, I mean I think I had to I well, I don't I don't I don't know if I'm – I don't see myself as super confident now. Really? Um, But I do – I guess there is a certain part of, you know, uh, being in this town where you have to pretend to be confident in order to survive.
0: Don't let them see your weakness. You know what I mean? And so
2: uh, maybe there is a little bit of a a confident persona, or maybe maybe it is part of who I am, Um, but I – I like to uh I think the best way to uh professionally get jobs is i mean the only way is to be confident, right? I mean when you go on right. audition for something as soon as you start second guessing yourself, the audition is dead or the interview is dead or the meeting is dead so i've I turned a corner on that when well. I was confident when I was in the state, in a, a, when we were doing the state on MTV out of college because I was with all my buddies and we all... Um, you all helped each other out. We all helped each other out and it was a safe place. So I, I was around that. And then I came out here and was introduced to this town in a in a not as friendly way. I, I replaced somebody on a TV show and I worked with some people and um, it was not... A pleasant experience, and I lost my identity. and you I lost st- your identity. that's a
0: strong phrase. I
2: lost who I was or how I could uh, uh, survive in certain situations professionally. and i and I couldn't figure out how to navigate the uh, work environment. and I suffered because of it. it was it was bad. And then when that ended, oh, no, in the I, middle I, yeah, of that, in the know. middle of that show, I got my for lack of a better word you know phrase i got my balls back and i i want to say something about balls and it was something i saw on tiktok where people like somebody was like talking about balls and like women or women women they're everybody talks about like calling somebody a vagina or a pussy and they're like that's a sign of weakness whereas like a vagina and a pussy like uh so strong and like give life and do you know like it couldn't be like right. the opposite of the you know calling somebody that and then balls when you when you say people have balls uh says you know like that they're tough but if you tap somebody's balls <laughs> they're the most fragile (laughs) That's so true it's such a it's you you touch a a part of a testicle yeah you're done clearly men have have come up with those two you know definitions of those two (laughs) ways of using that as slang
0: anyway um that's
2: so i got my i got my uh my my power back
0: but Uh, i want to know like that's to say something like you lost your balls or your vagina and then you got it back yeah now the interesting part to me is how the hell you got it back like what What did you do to get it back?
2: Well, I, uh, I, I, I mean, the truth is, is I got to a point where I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it anymore. I couldn't deal with like the chaos of like trying to figure out how to navigate uh, without using the tools that I knew I had. And I forgot that I had those tools for a while. And I'm like, oh no, live or die by the tools that you have. Um, and at least then you go down knowing that you were true to yourself. And then as soon as that happened, I stood up for myself and I did the things that I thought were funny. And I thought, did the, you know, I said the things that I needed to say to the people that were sort of, um, uh, not being kind. And, and then I turned a corner on that. And then right soon after that, what David and Showalter were doing wet hot, and I did Summer. What Hot American, Summer. Hot American oh, yes. Summer? And I went and shot that with them, and I was with that group again, as, as well as like Paul and Amy and Brad and uh, 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 everybody. Who Bradley else, Cooper, Bradley Cooper, Amy who, yeah. Everybody who worked on that. Big and names. And I was like, oh, this can exist. You, there are other people outside of the state that are good, kind, positive, creative, awesome people. I don't need to suffer through working with people who are not particularly kind i can just work with people i like and then uh you know that uh, that shift and also um kind of getting my uh, power back uh you know kind of dovetailed into each other and since then i guess i've had a uh you know going with your observation, I've been more confident with how I approach uh, this business and life.
0: Yeah. No, that's a a fantastic answer. I just feel like there's times in my life where I feel like I've lost it. Like I've lost that confidence. And you said something really important. You said something, you know, you have the tools. Is it that for a while there, you forget about the tools that you have and you're just Like almost like looking at your ugly self and and thinking, I can't do this, but then realizing, wait a minute, I can do this. I've done this before.
2: Well, I mean, I can only speak for, you know, about my personal experiences of how it happened. And when I was doing the state, it was like being in a band and, you know, you, as you were together longer, you sort of, you sort of have, uh, you've dug a hole for yourself or you've, you've created a certain niche part of the group, like a, 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 a section, a, 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 you've created your personality within the group. And there was at a certain point, there's no reversing that you can adjust, but there's no reversing it. But I was who I was in that group. And I had, and I, for better, or for worse, that's who I was. When I left that group. And, and, and,
0: and by the way, the, the state was on a show, that well you guys created in college you and david wayne and a bunch of other guys yeah show walter and these, and it aired on mtv from 93 to 95 and it was this comic troupe and you did all these skits and things for those yes yeah, so we for out. mtv and right, then right, we, right.
2: we we not broke up we just stopped making money so everybody had to go off and do their own thing <laughs> um and what was your question uh, about tools what was it
0: what was it ryan
1: Oh, you started.
2: You were talking about your personality within the group. Oh, well, Oh, so I. So uh, I. Oh, so when I left the group, I was like, I'm not going to make those mistakes that I made in the group. I'm going to start fresh, right, with new people. Hmm. And so, so I had this mantra that was not healthy. Ultimately, I thought it was healthy. I'm going to be all things to all people. Right. I'm going to approach this new person and this new person and this new person and not make the stupid mistakes that I made in my college and early 20s with the state, you know, where I was young and I did stupid things and then like, you know, like or said stupid things or got into fights with people for stupid reasons. I'm going to be all things to all people. And in doing that, I never stood up for myself. And so uh, So I lost my identity. You were giving
0: too much to too many people, perhaps?
2: I was trying to be friendly with everybody and not worry about my feelings or who I was. I was just trying to be like, okay, oh, is that, will that make you happy? Oh, will that make you happy? Um, Because I just, you know, left this group that I was with for five, six years. Right. And I just wanted to start fresh. And so I thought that that was a good approach. It wasn't healthy for me. And so at a certain point, I was like, oh, I don't have to be all things to all people. I have to be true to myself and I have to be kind to people. And I have to try to communicate as best I can. But I don't have to. Not everybody has to be my friend.
0: That's that's. And that was the shift, I think, for me. That's a great. I mean, when you're, when you're talking about this, I start to think this is kind of therapy for me. At times like this, there's with certain guests, they'll tell a story and I'll immediately, it will come back to me. (laughs) And I go, this, this is helping me. This makes me understand because I feel like I give a lot to people and a lot of people take, and a lot of people take, and you are, you always want to appease everybody and make everybody happy. And you're not taking care of yourself. Right. But for you to have that insight, did you did you go to therapy? Did you have a breakdown? What was it I that had, caused?
2: I, I broke down. I went to therapy. I you know I, I it was I had moved from New York and I came out here, and I was doing a show that I was a regular on, and it was an established show. And what was that show? It was
0: Men Behaving Badly. Men Behaving Badly. Rob Schneider. Uh yeah. Yep. Yeah.
2: And uh and I uh I came out and. Yeah, I don't know what, I uh, forget what I was saying.
0: Well, you were just talking about how you, uh, when, you when you came and how it all shifted and you started going to therapy or whatever. Oh, yeah,
2: know. yeah. So it was pretty soon after me coming out, I was like, I might need to go see a, uh, talk to a therapist. Um, I was also going through a, uh, um, a relationship thing. So it was like, there was a lot of stuff that was going on in my life that I was, uh, uh, that I needed to speak to somebody about. And, and uh, it helped.
0: So from the time you you made it through ther- therapy, I like this stuff. This is this is <laughs> this is what people like. This is like how do you because you get in ruts and how do you get out of them? Well, you went to therapy. You dealt with your anxiety. You dealt with like a, all these issues. Yeah. Because if you did, if you didn't go to therapy, you think you would have gotten through it on your own. I, I don't
2: know. I have no idea. I mean, pr- probably in some way. Um, yeah. Uh, but i don't know
0: do you still get scared do you still get nervous do you still about get anxious what? anything a new role tackling something you know they, they say a lot of times when an actor gets a role they get uh they get a little anxiety they get like i can't do this i can't do this no uh, what's his name was here uh Emile hirsch and he was like i get this feeling i can't fucking do it i don't know how to do it and then fucking he figures it out
2: no i don't get i don't get anxiety about A role that I get, I go in, I get, if I get something or something is given to me, um, through either an audition or a meeting or just relationships that I have with people, um, I go in and I do what I think is the right thing. And lately, um, you know, as I've gotten older, um, I'm given the freedom to do those things. And there's a trust that, um, that's there with the people I'm working with because I have a relationship with them. Uh, you know, I've worked with them on other, other things, but I don't get scared. I'm, I'm just like, I, I, I'm, I just, there's a trust that if I go, I never, if I go too far that they'll pull me back. But I just, I've, I've decided that and it goes back to what I was saying before, which is like, I just have to make some choices as an actor and do them and and trust that my choices are, uh, uh, you know, good and not second guess myself, be a hundred percent confident. And then if somebody doesn't like it, they'll tell me. And if they don't say anything, then that's their issue. Right. And then the thing that I'm doing is going to be the thing that I'm doing. And I, I, you know, for the most part, I'm going to enjoy that because it's, it's, it's not um there's no filter it's just coming through me and it's something that i think i can do that somebody else can do but they're they're gonna have their version of that
0: have you ever been replaced yes you have Mm -hmm. i've been replaced once too so i I know how that feels i was
2: a guest on a on a tv show uh just shoot me and they i was a fireman and they replaced me
0: How how did you take it
2: uh I was waiting for that to happen at some point in my career because everybody has, yeah, uh, yeah. uh, an experience like that. So I was like, okay. I mean, I, you know, I, I came up, I, there were reasons that I was like, I think I know why that happened. And then when I watched it, I was like, yeah, sure. Okay. I would, didn't bother me. Really? No, I got paid.
0: <laughs> you got paid.
2: Well, that's the other thing is like, I, I don't know what would, uh, my dad was a, a plumber and a cesspool cleaner, and my mom was a dog groomer, and my dad. Every time I talk to my dad, the first thing he asks me—I'm <laughs> not saying this is healthy at all. You making money? Like my dad's uh, approach to work is like go out, collect some money, bring it home, and take care of your family, and go to sleep, and wake up the next day, and do the same thing. I've always approached acting like that which is I need to make money to, to, I I love acting and I love doing different things and I love working on really great projects, but I also like, you know, um, hot water. And so, (laughs) so, so I want to, you know, um, ultimately, you know, make sure that I'm putting money in the bank so I can hopefully do the things that I want to do more and more as i get older
0: you know you talk about that so it makes me think of your childhood like what was your childhood like with with your with your parents were they was your dad always like when you said i want to be an actor i'm going to get in this comic troupe yeah or whatever were they supportive always supportive always supportive always supportive he wasn't like hey no gotta bring home the bacon
2: no he was always supportive
0: everything you did they went to your plays yep
2: I mean, my dad came to plays when he could, but he was working, he worked crazy hours. And so, you know, sometimes his days consisted of waking up at six and rolling in at nine o'clock at night or 10 o'clock at night because he was digging ditches and pumping people's shit out of their cesspools and putting in sewer lines. And like, that's what he would do.
0: So he had an incredible work ethic. Uh,
2: Yeah. Yes. I mean, he worked really hard. Um, to take care of uh, m- my family.
0: And you always looked at that. Like that's always, was he a role model, would you say?
2: I think so. I think my dad is a, a I mean, I somebody I look up to. He's a flawed human being, but are, aren't we all? But he's he's a great man.
0: And do you, when you look back, you think you could have done anything? Yeah, have a drink of your tea, your, your coffee. I'm
2: sorry. Did you hear my stomach go?
0: No, do you have to shit?
2: No, it's just that there's nothing in, there's no food in me. And I can't, i can't eat anything until after my colon
0: colonoscopy colonic colonic. are you worried that you um might need to get up while you're doing this interview i'm
2: already i already have to take a a a leak
0: why don't you pee you know what's interesting
2: is is another thing my wife this is (laughs) no it's interesting this is another thing my wife and i talk about i say to her uh i gotta go i gotta go take a shit or i gotta go pee and she's like you don't have to address it yeah just say you're going to the bathroom I know what goes on in there.
0: I don't like to miss anything, Ken. I like to leave the door open. People don't always like it. Much
2: like Bruno Mars and uh, Anderson Puck. Yep.
0: Really? Yeah, they like to leave the door open. Even yeah. when I'm pooping? Well, I don't know if that lyric is Well, I, that. I... Oh, is that a lyric? Have <laughs> you not heard that song? No, how does it go? It's oh, fucking great. How does it go, Ryan?
2: So, Silk Sonic? Gonna leave the door open. I'm gonna leave the
1: door open.
0: Leave the door
1: open, girl. I'm gonna leave the door open. I'm aging myself. Yeah, dude, you I so should good. know this. But this song, but it sounds like it came we out didn't. In the 70s. We did it's not. So we did,
2: our version of it was not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was whispered. It was a little. It was a little creepy. Actually, it was, it was a little sensual. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. I, I mean, like we sang on that. key.
2: I will say that. Yeah, yeah. it was. It you was. could sing on key. You could sing. Which was nice. And you weren't creepy. I just feel like I was creepy.
1: <laughs> well, say I, I was quieter because I couldn't hear it like really nice. The headphones.
0: Oh, am I supposed to put on the headphones? Oh, you don't
1: have to. You know, try yeah.
0: them. Oh, you shit. might like it. You might like listening. Oh, you know, shit. that's the best way. It's more intimate. I didn't realize you weren't doing <laughs> no, that. No, I wasn't. So I was how probably nice yelling
2: this whole time.
0: So let's start over. All right. So uh, <laughs> you brought these uh, You brought these things over, these uh, TV guides. Listen, I'm going to pee now. Yeah, you should pee. No, right now
2: yeah
0: okay oh boy is he really doing it go pee all right
2: so Spalding Gray wrote a book.
0: Swimming in Cambodia.
2: Well, he did a he did a one man show, and he, and he also wrote a book about that. That's right. But he but, but prior to that book, he wrote a, a book called I think Sex and Death by the Age of 14 or something like that. Um, I, I something like that. Right. And in it, I remember there's a a, a little section where he had a girl over his house. And he would go into the bathroom and he knew that you can hear the person peeing. The person outside can hear, hear when he was peeing in the, in the uh, toilet. Right. So he would take um, like a pitcher of water and pour it in. So it was a stronger flow. So it sounded like he had a stronger flow to the girl outside. (laughs) And I always thought, well, why I think maybe because that, that implied that he had a, like a,
0: a A bigger bigger dick yeah i don't
2: know i don't that's kind of odd well look it made for a great story for uh, him not not necessarily for this
0: podcast do you embarrass easily i I would take you don't
2: What What, what's there to be embarrassed
0: what embarrasses you i don't know you really don't know anything that embarrasses you like not not uh fucking up on set not getting your lines out not being able to uh, be as great as you thought you were. Oh, so you're talking about like professionally? Well, Professionally or unprofessionally, like, you know, things that embarrass you. Like, you know, I don't like being called out. I don't, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I could be sensitive, but I, I'm pretty good with it. You know, I, I used to get really mad. People go, you don't listen. You don't listen. And right. finally, I just said, I accepted that.
2: Why don't you think, I mean, do you agree with that?
0: Do you agree that I, you don't I listen? I think I have a uh, selective hearing. I think that I listen when someone really needs to tell me something or it's uh, I'm engaged or I have these headphones on and I'm talking to someone. I'm able to focus. I have a little ADD. So if it's a lot of nonsense, if you're talking to a person for hours on end about, you know, whatever, spending the day with them and they're kind of like sometimes they will say something. They'll be chirping. I'll be chirping. Mm -hmm. I don't always hear it. But in, in this situation,
2: do you check out? Do you find yourself checking out? Or do you no. seem you seem pretty on top of it? No, I'm on pretty point. on top
0: of it. I'm I'm <clears throat> on point for the most part. I like I I you're you're engaging. I have these head like I said, I put the headphones. Don't you feel now that you put the cans on, you feel a little more like you're engaged?
2: <laughs> no, uh, not, um <laughs> sure. I mean I what I feel like is I can hear every noise I make, which is I guess maybe that's that's how I get embarrassed. I don't wanna hear my bodily, like my oh. clicks and, the, and like my stomach going. So oh. do you like watching yourself uh, on, on uh film? I, I always like to watch whatever I do uh, the first time by myself. And then I'll watch it a couple of times. And then I have no problem watching with other people so if, uh, so that embarrasses me. If I'm watching something, I've never seen the final result of like, you know, like a thing that I've done oh, my flies open. No one can see that. Your waist down. Look at that. <clears throat> well, I see it.
0: Yeah. yeah it's good for you. Um,
2: if I watch something that I've never seen <laughs> before that I've, that I've been in with other people that, that I get uncomfortable. I, wa- ever- I always want to see what I, what, what, what the cut
0: is. You want to be the judge yeah of who sees it so
2: no i want to see what they i want to see what takes they use i want to see how they did it i want to see how the how the piece looks and then i can say yeah i'll watch that with you or "Mm, you can watch that by yourself
0: have you been disappointed with your work at all in your lifetime of course yeah haven't you oh yeah sure yeah i mean i always do the best i can and i always feel like you know, I'm going to give it all I have. And sometimes you're always, it just depends on, there's so many variables, you know, for instance, Smallville, if I was really good on a really crappy show, it wouldn't matter. No one would care. All the pieces have to fall in line. The show has to be good. The writing has to be good. The acting has to be good. All these things have to be. So most of the time it's a disappointment because a lot of those things usually don't make it. Does that make sense? Well, I mean,
2: so you watch something that you're, that you felt good about your performance and then you watch the, the whole thing and you're like, well, I didn't like that whole thing. So I don't like my performance. Probably. I don't, I don't know. Cause don't, I'm part of it. I, I will watch something where I didn't, I didn't, I don't like how it came out. Like the the show, the tone or the approach to the show. And I watch what I did and sometimes I'm like, oh, I like that they used that stuff or I still feel good about what I did or sometimes I'm like, Oh wow. It was cut together where they pulled all the stuff that I thought was interesting out. Yeah. So it, it, it varies.
0: I always know, notice that you, you really commit you either. Cause you can do drama. You're adept at comedy and drama. I mean, you've done drama. Do you, by the way, do you prefer drama over comedy? You just like acting in general?
2: I just like acting.
0: You'll do whatever they tell you to do.
2: Yeah. I think, it, I, th- oh. I don't think there's a big difference between drama and comedy.
0: Really? I think comedy, here's the thing. I think drama is easier, but I think comedy is harder because it's so many takes and it's so many to get the right timing and everything where where drama, you just, as long as you're real and grounded, not to say, well,
2: but that's the thing. I think in comedy, you have to be real and grounded. The stakes are higher, right? The the importance of like, uh, for me, like my approach is like, you know, you know, if, if we're talking about like, whatever,
0: Party down. Party
2: down. We're talking about party down, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, Ron Donald is a guy who. I mean, everything, every choice he makes, it's all important to him, and so I think it's.
1: Uh,
2: played, it's played to be real through the character that he is. Do I make some? Do I try to make some comic choices in there? Some physicalities or like different things, like within a scene sure but like I, my hope is that it's always grounded in real
0: makes sense was was party den? did you think it was going to be successful when you guys were doing it did you have any idea do you ever know really
2: uh no i mean i i, I knew it was spe- a special show i knew the people that i was working with were like talented and special and good people, and there was an there was a um an energy that I liked, and I hoped that it would be successful because uh, I like being around that
0: energy and how many seasons did you do a party down? We did two just two seasons, yeah, it I was thought for, it was more than that
2: It was for stars, uh, which nobody had at the time. It only got a following it would like netflix had just started and they had put out the seasons on netflix but at that by, by that point uh, it was already a um a sinking ship
0: but supposedly they're bringing this back
2: yes supposedly
0: Well, do you know the answer
2: yeah supposedly
0: and what what <laughs> what's what are they going to do supposedly uh, a another, season
2: an- another uh, like a season for stars
0: is supposedly and how exciting! I mean, they were
2: working on a movie at one point. I don't think that's happening.
0: But I it's think... it's it's uncanny. It's just this doesn't happen a lot. A show airs two seasons, and then they want to bring it back. Well, for, I mean, that's just that's a rarity. I've been on a lot of shows that long... last a pile of one season, two seasons. They don't five years. How long was Arrested Development on? Three seasons, right?
2: Or was it four? It was three, and then they brought it back. For and four or five,
0: back, yeah. yeah. But, like I said. It's, it's a rarity
2: look i hope they bring it back i don't i can't oh so you're not you can't divulge i don't know i mean i i i i know they've always talked about it and it's a possibility
0: and you want to do it
2: of course any chance to get to work with those guys again is a gift you know you know how it is you work with like a lot of people that you know people that you enjoy spending time around and creating with that's it goes back to what I was saying about what had American summer. As soon as I realized, Oh, uh, you know, this is, this is special and rare and, but something that I can strive for and try to be immersed in as much as possible. That's, that's all I try to do. I try to work with people I enjoy and, and whose uh, comic sensibilities I appreciate and respond to. And then, sometimes the stuff is successful sometimes it's not but ultimately i think it's always interesting and good
0: did you think did you think hot american summer would have been the cult classic that it's become
2: no but that's another you know show where like we shot it and we're like who we don't care if anybody watches this we know it's funny
0: and it was all your friends it's like you're going to camp with all your friends
2: that's what we did we stayed at a camp for uh you know seven weeks or six weeks and we all just stayed uh, at a, at this uh camp uh during the off season
0: it was great and you just did what you wanted in, in, in a sense like you do a take uh did david just sort of say i mean didn't you co- co-write it i did not you show Walt. he and show walter okay, and wrote. show walter so when they're doing these when they're filming are you able to improvise do they want you to stick to a script do they go give me a ken take give me a big I mean, back
2: then it was David's first movie. He was directing. A lot of us. It was our first movie that we were in, and you know, much like any, I mean, and there wasn't a lot of time to improvise a lot because it was a short, short schedule and ambitious. And um, but yeah, of course, you know, everybody sort of tried different things. But, um, but the script, you know, everybody stuck to the script at first and tried to honor that.
0: When you watch it now, when's the last time you saw it? <sighs>
2: Uh, I think I watched it with my son who's 14 recently and then he watched the series and so maybe within the last year
0: I don't know if I watched the whole thing what did he think
2: he loved it or he I think he really liked it I think he appreciated
0: yeah it's just a classic do you just not love that movie it really is so many great characters in that who's your favorite who's who's your favorite who's your like what's the one moment in that movie or the one character that just kicks your ass, that just makes you laugh every time you see it, him or her?
2: I mean, Maloney's fantastic. I like the relationship between Maloney and 80 Miles. I think that's great. Um, uh, I like me and Joe. I like Joe. And, I like when Joe and I get to do stuff together. Yeah. Um, I think there's fun stuff in the uh, series that Joe and I get to do that makes me laugh.
0: Do you know what my favorite, one of my favorite moments in that movie is? Um, it, it's well when I crash into the tree. Hilarious! That's that one what you're going to say. Yes, it's one of the best movies. <laughs> you know what another one is? Is Showalter going? Yes, in the, the dinosaur and the. Oh, when he uh, uh, was uh, 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 sh- uh, 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 i was so old that pterodactyls yeah, 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 were there, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah. What the hell is his name? I oh my god! Yeah. He just killed me. Showalter's look, I look hysterical. at you. Look, your resume. You've done. I mean, you've done so much shit. When I say shit, I mean the shit, not shit. Mm -hmm. I mean, sure, you've done shit. We've all done shit. Sure. But like Will and Grace, Angel, Reno 911, Grey's Anatomy, Monk, Happy Endings, uh, Wet Hot American Summer, Party Down, uh, Wonderlust. You co-wrote Wonderlust, right? I did. Uh, The Other Two is now on?
2: The Other Two has been on. uh, The first season came out. I'm going to
0: watch it because Ryan just told me about it. Now I got to go watch that.
2: Oh, yeah. You got to see The Other Two. It's great.
0: Yeah, I can't wait. Now, it's a wait, great show. Tell job. me, tell me the premise. It's about the-
2: so it's about you know like uh, the um you know the um there's this overnight success this fourteen year old boy uh, becomes an overnight success uh, on you know YouTube sensation like a Justin Bieber type kid and uh, you know becomes a star overnight. Um, But it's not about him. It's about his older brother and sister who are struggling in New York and experiencing his rise to fame so quickly and their relationship. And then Molly Shannon is the mom, the Midwest mom who comes out uh, to uh, chaperone him and watch him. And I'm the manager who gloms on, who considers himself family, but uh, isn't.
0: I can imagine. I can't wait to watch it. I'm going to watch it.
2: Yeah, you should watch that. I think. that. Yeah.
0: What else should I watch?
2: Well, have you ever seen Burning Love?
0: I haven't. Yes. I saw one episode. I really enjoyed oh, that.
2: You should watch burning love. I think that my wife and I wrote that. I mean, my wife wrote that and created that and I directed it and uh, we did three seasons and they're short little quick seasons. Um, but I'm super proud of that. Burning
0: love. How hard is it to write and work with your wife? Easy.
2: I mean, it, it was easy. I didn't write. She wrote it and then I directed it and was in it and it was great. It was one of the most incredible experiences of uh, my professional life
0: how do you keep things sane in the house how do you keep a happy marriage when you're both in the business and you're both working together and you're both on top of each other's shit all the time
2: I think you try to communicate as healthy as possible I think you just try to like talk about the things that are clearly there and if something comes up that's you know that it's not really about that you say well it's not really about that right it's about this so let's talk about that and let's work through it
0: I mean that's not all easy no Always. no nothing's easy no Do you recommend me getting married uh, to whom i mean i'm just in general do you re- recommend marriage i
2: don't think you need to get married and but if you want to get married i think you should get married
0: do you think people should only get married if they're gonna have kids
2: <sighs> no, i don't think kids I, I don't think it's about kids i think i think if you want to have a ceremony where you're committing yourself to somebody and you want everybody to celebrate and you want to call it marriage, then you should do it whether or not you're having kids, but you don't have to, to commit yourself to somebody.
0: You hear that Ryan? Yeah. What do you think, Ryan? What do I think? You more? think I'm ever going to get married?
2: I don't know if you find the right person. I mean, are you dating anybody right now?
0: No, not right now. Do you want to get married or do you feel pressure I mean, it just from seems
2: your family or something?
0: Nah, I mean, every time you see my grandmother, she's like, when are you going to have kids? You'd be such a great dad. When are you going to do this? You hear it all the time. And you see your friends that are couples and they're doing all these things together. And you spend a lot of nights alone. You do. right? There's a lot of time when you're alone. right? And then you immerse yourself in work. And the next thing you're working too much and then you're spending the nights alone. And you're yeah. like, you know, um, but you don't want to get into that old, that old shit where you just start seeing girl after girl and, you know, just, uh, you know, cause that happened. Right. And it's just, they're filling the void, you know, in a sense, you're both like, maybe you're both alone. So it's like, oh, let's, I don't know. I mean, I think that you should just, uh,
2: just live your life every day. And then if you find somebody you want to s- spend a lot of time with then do that, what What are you going to get married for your grandma? Don't get yeah. married for your grandma. And by the way, you know, it's funny. You know what? Let you, you know what? <laughs> You see your grandma how many times a year? Twice a year. Twice a year. And you're going to get married because you you talk to her twice (laughs) a year. (laughs) And you're going to, I'm no, I'm mad.
0: (laughs) You know what I told her? What did you tell her? I said, Blanc. I said, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to get married and finally have a kid and you're going to die.
2: And she said, don't call me Blanc.
0: Yeah. You
2: You, you just tell your grandmother she's going to die?
0: I mean, I'm sure she knows it. I, I say that to her. Yeah. She always sings the song, the old mare ain't what she used to be, mm-hmm. ain't what she used to be. She's always complaining about Then she's about gonna this. die. And she's gonna die. You know, when you do all these things, this is good therapy for me. When you do all these epi- episodics, all these things, Yeah. were you, did you just like working or were you like, when am I gonna get my fucking chance? When am I gonna get, when am I not gonna do a guest star? Did, did you go through that, those stages of, because it is not easy, by the way. The, the hardest part, of being an actor, I think, well, not working, but then (laughs) that's the hardest part. But being a guest star is the second hardest because you're coming into a show that's already established. And then you, you're just jumping in there. Yeah. I think that's the hardest. Did you like doing guest stars? Yeah, you did. Yeah. I
2: don't, I, I mean, I, 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 I didn't feel that way. I don't feel that way when I do a guest spot, I feel like, especially later, but like, you know, I mean, the worst, the uh, the worst part about it is they shoot the actors out and then you have like one or two takes before lunch or one or two takes before you wrap at the end of the day, um, for your coverage. But, um, when I realized that I just would do again, it goes back to what I was saying. I just do what I, I just do what I ultimately would want to land on as opposed to like, you know, shuffling up, hedging up to, to, to the edge or, you know, creeping up to the edge and being like, will anybody want to see me make these choices? I just go in and do those choices. And then if they don't like it, then they can make the adjustment on the next take, which is the second take. And the only other take I'll get in the shot. But um, the point is, is I don't, I like doing guest spots. I don't feel a lot of pressure doing it. I enjoy it. If they want me to come on their show and I'm lucky enough to be a guest on their show, I'm going to have a good time.
0: You just, you really love work. You love acting. I do. Don't you? I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I I don't know if I love it as much. I think it's, it's a, it's a lot of, look, I'm, I'm very grateful. I've talked about this a million times. I, if it's something I do or I create or it's part of like, you know, with your friends, like you say, that could be great. I'm very excited about that. But there's also something about shooting a scene, a two page scene in six hours yeah, over and over and over again
2: why what, what i, I mean, don't think that's fun oh see i uh, see i have a very different feeling
0: T- about tell that. me about that i mean i do well, it i'm pleasant and i and i'm very fun well and i liked but i but i don't and i can enjoy it but it's not like everyone thinks people come to see me on set and i'm doing something and they're like holy fuck you're doing this again right and i get it i'm like yeah Doing it again. I guess my
2: my feeling is I have my approach to it is. Ninety nine percent of the time you're not acting, right? And so when you get the opportunity to act, when you're given text and you're given a, a, a a a platform or a place to do it with cameras rolling or people watching, um, then you get then then and you get to do it a bunch of times. That's fun because you can bend it in different directions. You can give a bunch of different options. You're giving. I, I'm thinking about like the editor getting 17 different options of what might work, yeah. and it's fun for me um, uh, to have the opportunity to play with something and be like, "What's another way that that within the confines of like what the scene is and the you know honoring the script right. and honoring the the character right. and serving the story where you're supposed to? What's another way I can bend is? And so. Uh, t- a lot of takes is i enjoy a lot of takes
0: i hear you i i'm just saying i think that over the years ken mm-hmm. i think i really did enjoy it I, I i just threw myself into it and then something happened where i'm like i don't know maybe i got a little jaded maybe i got a little bit like i don't know you know even ryan will tell me i'm supposed to do this maybe this movie and i'm very blessed he's like do it get your feet wet again get in get, get in there you have maybe to do it I, fall in love again you have to do it I know he really think, you know, and and it's not that I I, look, I, I like acting. I think I do. Okay. Job. I, I just, maybe I've been on some things that I'm just like, uh, that was just too much fucking work. And it just wasn't the greatest payoff.
2: Well, that's, that's why that's, you know, but that's the paycheck part of it. Like you got, you got paid and then you, you, you get to appreciate those, moments for me would be like party down or burning love or wet Hot american summer or like you know eastbound and down like things that i get to do that are special and i appreciate those and value those even more and i and i can say wow i got to do that and then the other stuff is like paychecks i'm collecting the paycheck
0: you know it's funny. and i'm
2: also working out i'm, I'm working out the whatever the, the, the process. process well it's you no know, the, the acting muscle or whatever I'm getting to I'm getting to act and do stuff and sometimes it's going to be uh you know you get thrown out at first and sometimes it's going to be uh you know a nice little extra base uh,
0: hit you know what I would have done and I would have been excited and I would have done I would have worked any hours to do Um was due eastbound and down. Oh. And this guy tested for it against me. And I read with Danny. Mm -hmm. And they said it's between you and one other guy. And they went with you. Oh, was it me? Yeah. (laughs) And I go, Well, fuck, I love Ken. (laughs) But that motherfucker, that's the one I wanted. I remember going in. Sorry about that. No, but I remember, you know, and and we hit it off and um he came up to me at a table read for something else and goes, Man, you were fucking funny. We were gonna cast you but you were right up there, man. You were right up there with that, with the guy. I go, yeah, Ken. He's like, yeah, Ken's great. But you were right up there too. Just want you to know you were really funny. And he was cool. So yeah, that's always nice best. to hear that. Yes. What a treat. Did you improvise the shit out of that? They, I mean,
2: you know, they had a script, but yeah, every scene was, uh, you know, they opened, we, we opened it up. I think, I mean, I definitely threw in a lot of stuff.
0: Can that be intimidating? Working with someone like Danny McBride, I mean, you go going toe to toe with him, and you did it, and you nailed it. But like, he's a he's a wizard, right?
2: Yeah, he's incredible. He
0: just goes. Were you just shot? Like, how funny was he on his side? Always
2: funny, but always grounded, always real. Like he never says anything that doesn't feel like it's you know. Just going back to the drama and the comedy, like right. he's saying, you know, what, what when he would say it, it it was you know grounded and real, and and yeah, it was funny, but it was you can't you know felt. It felt uh like sure this
0: it was it,
2: it, there was comedy in it, to it but it was
0: um real how it often, always seems real how often did you break I don't remember because I think McBride is honestly one of my top favorite comedians he's the best like I just like it just I don't know how I would like I mean I guess when you're on set you just got to stay in. it seems like you've done worked around so you've been you hear that or was, that, that, was you? that was
1: weird no oh what's well, gone now
0: oh
2: was it an earthquake what do we got
0: but there's maybe it's your stomach.
2: I didn't hear it that time, but maybe.
0: But you've worked with so many great comedians. You've been around them. You've you've worked with everybody. A ton of top-notch improvisational comedians. So there's probably not a lot that makes you laugh anymore. You seem like someone that just was staying character and you're hard to break. Is that something is that true?
2: I don't I don't think I break a lot. No. I don't think I break a lot. I think you break when you're not. When you're not fully the person that you're doing, I think like when you're watching yourself, you you break more than when you when you're really connected to the person, because whatever the person says, you know uh, you should try to respond to it in a in a real way through that character that you're playing. But you know sometimes something you know i i I can't always get to that place, so yeah, I guess I break sometimes.
0: I don't know, but don't you like it? Knows? Don't you like it when you break every once in a while?
2: I like watching other people break. I've I've been watching um a lot of bloopers of uh, Always Sunny, and my God, I, first of all, I love those guys, and I think that their show is. I had fun. Incredible. I got to do an episode. You did? I,
0: I really enjoyed it.
2: Oh, yeah. what did you do? What, I
0: did um, gun control. It was like the first season. I was I played um, her uh, boyfriend. What's her name? D. D yeah, D's boyfriend, who comes into town. It's yeah. It was so- really fun.
2: I mean, you know, watching them and watching, watching them break each other up is, it's like, it's like a, it keeps coming up on my TikTok (laughs) and I'm like, oh great. Give me more. Give me more bloopers of them.
0: So you like seeing other people fuck up.
2: I like seeing other people enjoy each other and laugh.
0: Jimmy Fallon. Was that too much? No, Jimmy Fallon. He used to break up on Saturday Night Live like every, every time, every time. Yes. Did that bother you? some people? would bother, oh, he's breaking up. but Come on, I always thought it was funny when he was he was always fucking up.
2: I mean, you know, it was, it was fine. I liked when uh, uh, Rachel Dratch would break up in Debbie in the Debbie Downer sketch. That I, <laughs> I enjoyed that more. When it's a main when when the main character breaks on SNL and there's no resetting, that's more funny to me than the person who's sort of peripherally in the scene right.
0: breaking. Right, she's, she's the lead in the scene. Yeah, and, and then, then she the has to get breaking. through
2: it and everybody else is trying to keep it together for her and she can't do it. That's, that's when I really enjoy it.
0: How, how do you like directing? Uh, I love it. Because you directed a couple episodes of The Goldbergs?
2: I directed one or two, one, one. But I've, di- I've directed some features and I've directed... Um, Children's
0: Hospital. I've
2: directed Children's Hospital. You're looking at my IMDB page. No. What are you looking at?
0: Well, there's just notes I took. Oh, well, I, I, did, just up your I did, and I'm going to tell you, I did two
2: features that uh, I enjoyed directing, and I directed all of Burning Love. Those
0: are the things... You directed all of Burning Love? Mm-hmm. And how do you like that? What 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 is it that you love about directing? You have, you
2: see the, you know, you see the whole picture, and you get to control the elements, and you get to control the tone of the set, and you get to... Uh, I love I love actors, so I love talking to actors about acting and comedy. That's t- so much fun. And to try to mold something into what your vision of something is, is, um, you know, it's pretty pure.
0: I find it very difficult when you're in a lot of it to direct. Like I choose, like my next choice would not to be uh, uh, the lead role in something, in a feature. Or, or or a major role an integral part of something. I'd like to sit back and just watch and observe and direct as opposed to being in it. That I always found like when Bradley Cooper directed uh what was it called Stars Born? Stars I'm like amazed.
2: Well, I guess my feeling is is you're cutting out the middleman. Like you're the director and the actors, so you know how to modulate it to where you want to go. The cameras don't have to you don't have to yell cut. You don't have to pull the actor aside and be like, okay, now I want you to do that. You are just fucking doing it. And you're on, you know, you're in front of the camera and you're the director. So nobody could say, Oh no, I'm going to cut. You just keep rolling. I'm going to do that again. Like you actually, you have more control if you can kind of bounce back and forth between seeing it and being in it. And um, the only time I found it to be hard to direct and act in something at the same time is when it's a big group scene. Because you're thinking about like how are you covering right? Did I cover that? Am I? What's the best way to cover that? Who's on camera? And you have to have th-
0: someone have your back, like watch your performance. Of course. You know, because you can't go back and watch everything with that you're in. You got to kind of trust yourself and trust the people that are watching you. Yes,
2: but you know when you gave a good performance,
0: right? I think so. I mean, I, there was times when it, there were times when I I directed and, and I remember uh, thinking it was good, and then well, it wasn't. the producer's was like, ah, "Your energy is just really low." And I'm like, that's because I haven't slept in two months. <laughs> but you're right. And then I would do it again. You know, I needed somebody to have my back because right. I probably would have gone like, oh, that felt pretty good. Right. I was asleep, but I didn't realize it. What, so what did you direct? What, I, I had this little raunchy comedy called Back in the Day. It was like 2013. It was like and Marina Baccarin, Harlan Williams, a bunch oh, of people. It was, it was fun. That's great. Yeah, it was in the middle of nowhere. And... uh Great time in my life, but also I regret like I shouldn't have been the lead in it. I would have enjoyed it much more if I was not the lead in it. Did you create did you write it? Yeah. So you
2: wrote it, and you're like, I'm gonna direct this puppy. Yes. I'm gonna be in it. And
0: my brother kept saying, You're Jim. You're fucking Jim, man. You, you gotta, gotta do it. be Jim. You gotta man. be Jim. I'm like, fuck, I wish I wouldn't listen to my brother. I mean, he didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. Well, stop listening to your yeah, brother, stop listening to your grandmother, and uh, just I, live your life. Well, you stopped trying to appease <laughs> everybody. Ken, I did stopped. many years ago. You just stopped. Yeah, you said, "I'm not going to do this." I'm, a, and it's guilt that I feel when someone says, "Oh, yeah, hey, I haven't seen you in a while," or they text me. You don't always have to text back, right? You don't always have to send emails back. You don't. Have, I think that's my problem: is I always have to just. <laughs> Ryan's looking at me like, but I always feel like I just have to make everybody happy still, and I gotta fucking stop that. Uh, here's my thing about
2: emails. I think that they're called emails. And so it's like mail. And so for me, mail sits on my fucking desk and I don't open it for for months. So all of a sudden I got it. Like when people get mad at me for not responding to an email, I'm like, it's email. It's mail. It's mail. I don't look at it all the time. It's mail. Sometimes I don't look at it for like six months.
1: It's like a Seinfeld bit.
2: <laughs> this is genius. <laughs> now I say, if you want me, text me. And I see it's immediate. I'll respond.
0: I'm going to start doing that.
2: I don't, know. I don't know if it's healthy, but that's what but I But
0: I always like to delete my emails right away. I like to make so there's not many there. Mm-hmm. And I have folders, and they just go in those folders, go, and they disappear yeah, pretty yeah. much.
2: And then you never look at them again, but never you have again, those folders. But I have
0: those folders. This is called Shit Talk that's, with that's sort Well, that's
2: sort of, that's sort of like uh, my uh, TV guides. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just keep them, but I'm never going to look at them.
0: Never going to look at them. Well, we looked at them today. We sure did. I'm very excited. It was a great gift. You brought gifts. You mm-hmm. brought coffee. Mm-hmm very strong coffee this last segment is called ken marino it's shit talking with ken marino these are all my patrons people who love the podcast people who uh give it extra the podcast uh go to patreon.com slash inside of you if you want to join it's awesome but these are quick rapid fire
2: that means uh, you mean like answer quickly you you can don't have
0: diarrhea of your mouth you can you can do whatever you want Lee. well uh Emily asks, favorite role you've done so far in your career. The one role that you used to go, that was my favorite role.
2: I, I there's there's, there's Too hard. Sophie's choice. I'll tell you some of them.
0: Give me top three.
2: Burning Love, uh uh um uh Burning Love, Wet Hot, uh oh I mean and Party Down.
0: There you go. Three. I like that Ron them.
2: Donald, uh Victor Pulak, and Uh, Mark Orlando
0: Michelle Kay Who's your absolute Favorite comedian You've worked with I know that's hard But like the one That you just go God I just fucking love
2: that Well I mean Somebody I'm in awe of Like uh, And and their skills And their talents I mean You know Danny McBride is We just talked about him He's You know I think he's Incredibly special
0: He really is Yeah I love that guy But I mean
2: I've worked with a lot of Really incredible Funny people
0: Betsy D How much fun did you have Working on Axe Cop With Nick Offerman
2: I loved working on Axe Cop. I loved the original uh, uh, graphic novel, I guess you would call it. Uh, My son and I would read it together. And I was um, excited when they started doing it. And I reached out and I said, please, uh, can I, you know, uh, uh, read for Axe Cop? And they're like, Nick Offerman's doing it, um, but you can be a flute cop. And I said, great. And then um, I would go into a studio and do the voice. So I never saw Nick when I was doing it. Um, but I know Nick, and he's a, he's a fantastic guy.
0: Kelly asks, is there a particular actor or actress that you would love to work with in the future that you haven't worked with? There's so many, so many people that I'd
2: like to work with. I can't think of anyone in particular. I just want to keep working with really good people.
0: Leanne P., what advice would you give yourself, a younger self, if you had to give advice to a younger self? What would it be? If you're talking go about back in time.
2: giving advice to my younger self yep. and my younger self wanted to be an actor?
0: Just in in general.
2: Well, oh, okay. Well, oh, uh no um no sudden movements. And um stop looking for it and you'll
0: find it stop looking for it and you will you'll find it see that's directly to me right <laughs> that's what just happened it just went right to me lastly joe latruglio from um brooklyn Nine. you yeah. guys have done tons of stuff with american be, and, right. state but he didn't
2: he didn't bring you anything
0: he didn't bring me shit he didn't bring you didn't, anything not a damn thing he didn't bring you a coffee nothing he
2: didn't but bring he you tv bring guys me,
0: he did no no tv guys from he the did, 70s and 80s nothing he did bring me a story though and i love this story set it up Go Ahead, tell me the story about when you're doing when you're doing the pot, you're doing a pilot and Joe comes to see you. <laughs> and I don't know, I, I can't believe this happened, but it just the story killed me.
2: I, the, so after the state, uh, Joe and I came out here for pilot season. I had, I had booked a pilot, it was called House Broken. It was me, <laughs> it was three brothers who uh, move into their parents' uh, uh, house, um, because the parents retired and went to Florida, and so it was me. I was the bachelor. I was like the ladies man, um, Sean Astin and his wife and I'm forgetting the woman's name, but Sean Astin was like the, you know, uptight, like keeping everything organized and Mark Ruffalo, um, as the kind of wacky, (laughs) the wacky, uh, brother, like the good cast. And we shot it. And my first scene, I, I, oh, maybe,
0: and it's a live studio audience, right?
2: Yeah, I think that this is it. Or it might have been actually might have been men behaving badly. Now, fuck.
0: But just go with this one.
2: Anyway, so I asked Joe to come to the audience and and watch. And because Joe and I have have worked on the state together, I come in and I do a scene. And that's
0: all you told him to do is just sit there and watch.
2: Yeah, just come to the show. No, but but then I come in and I do the first take of the scene. And it's a short little scene, my entrance. I come in, I say a couple things, and it's like the cold open or something. And they cut. And then I turned to Joe, and I'm like, you know, while they're setting the cameras
0: up, you again, looked at him like, you I'm like it? I'm funny? Like,
2: I'm like, what? you? Well, I'm, I, was, I was sort of asking, like, good? Was it okay? Yeah, yeah. I was right. like, good, was it all right? Yeah. And he goes, he goes, he does like a turning of a knob. He's like, down. He goes, turn it up. He goes, he goes. No, he goes. I'm sorry. The first thing he goes is, he goes. Metzeh you know he does that hand thing. He, like, goes, yeah. he goes, and I was like, uh, and I froze, <laughs> and I got inside my head. and I was like, oh, oh no. shit, what I did sucked. <laughs> and, then, um, and then, and then, and uh, then I, I um, have, have given him shit about
0: that. You've never invited then. him to a tape, <laughs> taping <laughs> of I'm your not, show again. No longer. Allowed. I mean, holy shit! I couldn't imagine. I'd get in my head if I looked at to my friend like, like, oh, not bad. He's like, he's, he's like, like he's, he's like, like man. Turn it up just a little bit. You're okay. You're okay. Turn it up, dude. <laughs> Could be I worse. Guess, I, I would I would Middle freak. I, I would freak. Oh, my God. Well, this has been a real treat, man. My treat. I really enjoyed this. You 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 helped me in many ways. You've you you you've entertained in many ways. I'm excited about your colonoscopy tomorrow. We sang. We did you sing. You sang. We did. This has been a real treat. And, and Ryan was excited about you being on here. And he's not excited about a lot of guests. Oh, I was a
1: huge Party Down fan. Oh, um, thank you, Ryan. No, I mean, I, I will. I just have to say, like, my favorite scene was, um, because, like, what you were saying about, uh, like, comedy, like, you, playing it truthful is the best way to do it, and that is just like any anyone who teaches comedy will tell you that, like, you, it's not just saying the ridiculous thing; it's believing the ridiculous thing, right? And Ron was just so that because every catering event was the most important it thing. Really, to, it really was. And my favorite one was the one when you did the the flag. It, the flag the young the the young the young too. conservatives the young, young republican the young republicans thing and you st- <laughs> because so because you got cuz Ron got put in charge of this like battle-worn uh american flag um i think Josh was Josh Gad Josh Gad was in it yeah. he gave it to you and you were like this is the most important thing and then Martin Starr's character got barbecue sauce on it
0: <laughs> and then you, put, and it then in you the put in
1: the washer all the colors ran <laughs> was, and just everything so was ridiculous. so all altruistic <laughs> and then it the episode ends with you uh, pulling a flag flag down in the parking lot and setting it on fire, and they're all watching in the and window because you're trying to make it look like it did in the battle, yeah. and it was just and that like it, at that moment I was like, oh my god, <laughs> this is one of the f- this is the funniest thing. Yeah, and and it was talk so about a,
0: a character that you like. It's, it's it's over the top in ways, but really once you continue to watch it, it's not. It's so grounded in that's who that guy is, and he's got to keep everybody on their feet like what are you doing i told you not to go in the fucking room get out of the room what are you just like this he's wound up it's tight. all wound up yeah, yeah and yeah. it works the more you watch it the more you get because you have to be that guy you have to i mean i've seen that guy anyway thanks, thank you for being thanks, on here guys.
2: this is a real treat it was my treat i appreciate you inviting me
0: yeah anytime you're always welcome especially if you bring treats
2: uh, always bring treats
0: all right thanks
2: ken thank you
0: Loved it. Guy makes me laugh. Knows how to make folks laugh. He's got a knack for it. That's for sure. Uh, I want to thank you guys again for listening. If you were here for Ken Marino, please subscribe. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, we're everywhere. Um, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify. You can watch on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. Tell all your friends. Our handles are at Inside e Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and at Inside e Pod
1: on the Twitter. All the places. Mm-hmm my god if you haven't watched party down please go watch it party down so there's only funny. two seasons you can burn through it and burn through it god this guy's so funny he
0: is funny uh and i will be in denver october 30th and 31st with tom welling you know clark kent will be there signing autographs. so make sure you're in denver colorado october 30th and 31st it's gonna be a lot of fun uh without my lovely patrons which i always talk about who i always talk about i couldn't do this podcast and uh, i'm going to give a shout out to all my top tiers right now uh if you're a top tier you get your name shouted out in the podcast so uh join patreon patreon.com slash inside of you Mm -hmm. that's right that's right here we go nancy d leah s trisha f sarah v little lisa u kiko jill e brian h mama lauren g Nico. P. <laughs> they didn't even give me a P. Jerry W. Robert <laughs> B. Jason W. and Kristen K. Amelia O. Allison L. Raj C. Joshua D. Emily S. CJP Samantha M. Jennifer D. N. N. Stacy L. Jen S. Jamal F. Janelle B. Carrie B. Tab of the 272. Nothing to be confused with. Tab of
1: 273.
0: Kimberly E. Mike E. Eldon Supremo 99 more. 99 more. Amira Santiago M. Sarah F. Chad W. Leanne P. Janine R. Maya p yes maddie s shannon d belinda N, kevin v james r chris h dave h spider-man chase sheila g brad d ray h hi ray hi tabitha t liliana a turd k what was it again (laughs) uh, turd ferguson turd ferguson funny name michelle michael s talia m betsy d Claire M, Laura L, Chad L, Rochelle, Nathan E, Marion, Meg K, Janelle P, Trav L, Dan N, Lorraine G, Carrie H, Veronica K, Big Stevie W, Kendall T, Angel M, Rhiannon C, Corey K, Super, Sam, nice, Coleman, Uh, uh, Coolers, G, (laughs) Dev Nexon, Michelle A, Liz I, is it just, A, hi, is it, yeah, are you sure it's an I, yeah, it's gotta be, I don't know, I don't think so, I don't think they're they're doing lowercase. Is there music playing? Yeah, the whole time. I don't think you'd hear that (laughs) on the podcast, right? Jeremy C, Andy T, Cody R, Sebastian K, Gavinator, Ann H, David C, Elliot M, John B, Brandy D, Yavor, Camille S, Bano, 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 the C, Joey M, Willie F, Christina E, Adelaide N, Jeffrey M, Bridget A, Omar. What's up, Omar? I think that's an L lena n and design otg here look at this right here look hmm. i'm telling you that's an l because if you look at michelle there's an l well
1: it would be a capital L,
0: but it wouldn't you why think it would,
1: would be why would, the rest of the letters are capital so that's
0: omar i then that's all i have to say about that please let them know thank you so much for tuning in week in week out it makes me feel real good whether you love the guests whether you don't know the guest, stay tuned You'll learn something. I sure as hell do. Uh, from the Hollywood Hills in California, I'm Michael Rosenbaum. I'm Ryan Teas, And uh, we love you. A little wave to the camera. And uh, thank you all for allowing me to be inside of you and have a glorious week. Be good to yourselves, all right? You got to be good to yourselves. All right, we'll talk to you. <laughs>